Testing, testing. Hello. Hey, you guys. Hey. So, I know y'all thought it wasn't going to (laughs) happen, but we're back, bitches. Season two, Katie and Birdie at the 412. And if you didn't learn by season one, you should know by season two that we're definitely doing our thing. And like a bad penny, actually, where are the pennies these days? We turn up. We turn up. I love that. I love that. She was holding on to that one. I was. Well, as of five seconds ago. But did I ever tell you I was... I was an intern on a religious television show working on my broadcast major. This or is masters. new. Yeah, this is new. And this boy looks over and he said, we went to high school together. What? And I'm like, what? Didn't you go to like a... Yes. Like I, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school for the two years and then transferred to that more prestigious public school. But whatever. Anyway, he said, I have these pennies... And I'm going to put them in vinegar to show you how polished they are. And I'm like, okay, this is on our little lunch break with this <coughs> terrible fundamentalist Christian channel, which uh. all the checks came in from the little old ladies for these, oh, char- char- how do you say it? Charlatans. Charlatans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yes. fake religious people. And they were all shiny. And then he said, I'd always had a crush on you. Oh. Girl. Then his eyes turned in a stalkerish way. So that was the end of my day. Girl, what an end to that day. But talking about a beginning, a new beginning, we're starting off this new season two with a very, very fresh face. One of my very, very good sisters, my friend uh, Jessie, who is a celebrity makeup artist for... Everyone under the sun here in LA. She's done everyone from. Listen, like I'll let her. I'll let her talk about that. One moment, I just want to say when we're talking about fresh and faces, none of us are wearing makeup. Uh, Don't even trauma. We're recording this in the broad sunlight. Broad daylight at one thirty-four. Oh, I hate this time of day. Oh, sun streaming down on your every pore. Every pore. But back to my homegirl, Jessie. She's a beautiful person in and out. Gotten to know her quite well over these past couple months. <laughs> Vegas. And I know. <laughs> here she goes. Hi, everyone. So I'm Jessie. Yay. Jessie. Jessie. A new friend of Birdie's. Yes. And Katie's. Thank you. Yeah. And so. This is new for me, but I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, she's yeah. very, new. she's very new to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you want to give us like a quick, a little know, kind of breakdown? Yeah, yeah. tell yeah. us what you're about. No, yeah, to sum it all up. So um, I'm a SoCal native. I am born and raised here in LA, um, and I've been all over throughout my short 20, 25 years of life. But um, I'm currently. Located in Hollywood, I am a celebrity makeup artist, I'm a freelance artist, and I am a socialite out here in the, you know, West Hollywood LGBT nightlife scene, yes. (laughs) Yes. So, um, our homegirl here, Jessie, she's one of my trans sisters. That's right. A beautiful soul, gorgeous woman, 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's not... a runner's body because she ran oh, yeah. track. She Definitely. ran track, honey. <laughs> so you know those legs are fit and ready. The thighs are thick. That is the true. thighs are okay. thick and the booty's thick. And that's something we promote here at the 412. I'll just oh, yeah. toss in that I also ran track. Yes! Yes! In eighth grade. 50 yard dash. Jesse, you. That's you, right. You're on the metric system because you talk about meters. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm jealous. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's just a newer thing. Yeah. That's a first. Katie admitted she's jealous. No, it used to be a it used to be on a yard scale, and now it's on a meter scale, so it's newer. Oh. New math, international math. Uh, yeah. we support. Oh, we yeah, definitely support. <laughs> So, you guys, this is the kickstart to our season two of Katie and Birdie at the 412. Thank you for all those listeners that have stuck with us. Love. We hope that you were listening to Bad With Money so that you can become good with money because in the interim, we're setting finance, (coughs) honey. High finance. We want to invest. We want to make money. We, we want to monetize. We want to throw, overthrow the patriarchy the of the patriarchy. white males that think they're running Wall Street, but nobody runs us. We run the streets. Okay. Amen. Yes. So <laughs> you amen, know. a woman. A woman. Yes. yes. <laughs> I love, love, Go love on. the start of I'm this new season. <laughs> As you can see, there's very new energy. Very go-getter, very making it happen, new topics coming to you. We'll be talking about, um, you know, things that we're passionate about. Um, we're things always in the passionate. Com- <laughs> right. And compassionate. And we have new floors. Yes. So, so the acoustics we are bomb. <laughs> <laughs> we were, Brittany wasn't so happy being awoken at the crack of dawn to move oh furniture out of the 412, out of 412 so the burly older and younger men could come in and jackhammer and rip up the carpet <laughs> and basically keep me up at all all morning actually for two days that was the tea. it was a 48 hour adventure uh, i don't even the want to live it part is when birdie went into our own bedrooms and started ripping up the carpet because your elbow's like in front of me. No. <laughs> we realized we're going to rip out the carpet and just do concrete floors and plaster. I asked Birdie, do you know how to plaster? Well, honey, I went to art school. <laughs> and then we're going to paint and sticker everything in our other rooms. Yes. So, <laughs> big, big moves coming for the 412. Um... So, Katie, what's something we could look forward to in this new season? Being even more real than we are now. Amen. A woman, honey. We won't have fake fights. We'll have the real fights, the real roommate (laughs) conversations. Oh, I'm scared. (laughs) We actually, I was in Hawaii for my one and only niece's graduation. Highest honors. Maddie. Maddie. Birdie was in Vegas with Jesse. That's right. <laughs> a nice little excursion. To where I actually had a call at the Calvary. Where are you? Do we need to send in the troops? For sure. She was worried. But Jesse and I held our own. And we not only 
lived through Vegas. <laughs> we survived, we conquered, and we wore that bitch as a crown. Okay, that's true. <laughs> wasn't Vegas, wasn't Vegas such a moment though? Vegas like, was a couple moments. Ah, okay. Oh, I know tell. that's right. <laughs> because I'm still trying to catch up. Birdie's been a little circumspect about Ooh. the endeavor, the adventure. Ooh. Well, long story cut very short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually gonna let Jesse speak on Vegas. Oh no, girl! There's so much to speak on. I don't know. I don't know. Girl, just listeners, oh, no. Jesse. You know, both Jesse and Birdie threw their hands up to cup their face and looked at each oh, other. Yeah, I'm in total terror right now. Oh, I'm so yeah. suspicious. So look, Vegas was a very short planned trip. And I actually was a guest on um, yes on Katie's son's birthday. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, on oh, a trip. The subtle sexiness of McGinnis. Exactly. Disgusting. Oh. However, we lived for the moment so hard, and and we were just loving the entire time there. We made. That it we happen. decided to extend our stay <laughs> about three times over. <laughs> so um, it went from a weekend to um, almost a two week short to say situation. Everyone at home was definitely concerned about where we were. <laughs> they were definitely worried, but not too worried. I wasn't too worried mm-hmm. till all of a sudden it was going on two weeks. And that part, yeah. Honestly, it was like, um, hello, are hello. you coming home, creature? I'm caught up on my homework, so there's no distraction here at the 412. Something's wrong. Right. She's usually so used to me. Drawing her away from her work, <laughs> being yet. loud for no reason, or providing dialogue, which I was running out, and my ah. professors like, "Where's the birdie? What's going on?" <laughs> mm-hmm. But now we are back here at the four twelve, and not only just back, we're back here at Katie and Birdie at the four twelve, and we're making it happen. And as you guys know, doing our thing in the process. And really wanting to be so much more open and inclusive to everyone. We've said this. We've spoke on it. There is a trend going on. There is a movement. Even my students are in fourth grade, nine years old, are studying um, trans rights, gay, lesbian rights, and all for it. We just need to see what's going on with our government brown rights, yellow, purple, orange, red, and let us never forget the Irish. <laughs> never the Irish. Never yeah, forget the never Irish. Never forget the Irish. No, so um, we wanted to start season two by bringing in one of our very good um, trans girls to kind of speak on her truth. Yeah, so I'm actually, um, so here's the thing, I'm a little bit newer to as far as I, my identification as a trans woman. Right. I've lived, um, for the most part, the first, like, 18 years of my life as a gay boy. And that was kind of more due to culture and tradition and, um, you know, my upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But I started to, you know, get creative and find myself more late into life, you know, kind of post, like, college into my, like, independent life, you know, in New York City, where I lived for two years. And you went to college in New York? No, I went to college. I went to university in Minnesota. Okay. okay. I went to... I moved to New York about, like, a couple months right after that. 
That's right. And so then that's actually kind of where I discovered like gay culture for the first time Mm -hmm. because it was very much sheltered from me. You didn't discover gay culture in LA? No. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I went to an all male Jesuit um, Catholic high school here in Los Angeles and it wasn't anything that I was ever like exposed to. I didn't have much family. Or I had LGBT family, but none that I was like that was accessible to me. And that's that's usually um, yeah. something for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, trans people, or you know, just gay people in general, get ostracized by their families and have yes. to choose their own families. Yeah, and I come from a highly religious like family, so um, that was never like something up for discussion. Nothing that I wanted to dive into. Right. I was kind of comfortable with like everything that was kind of like the the cubicle that I was sent into growing up and I was I was happy with that I thought at least and because I didn't know much I didn't think to look to look it up to like discover it too much because I was very afraid right so and it like, was just kind of my norm and I didn't think that I had much many options or I didn't know how to like at least categorize the feelings and you know it's kind of like and um, that like that like just those distorted like thoughts that I had right yeah. it's kind of like um like the dysphoria, rather. The best example, I would say... By the way, um, I love that word. Mm-hmm. Well, working in the vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it, a very good example, like, in, um, you know, in the media and stuff, would be, like, a Caitlyn Jenner situation. Yeah. Oh, where after... Yeah. We speak about anyone but Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, well, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. No, but anybody. I feel, anybody so, else can no, but. I'm saying, I'm saying more so But I will give her that. I will give her that. That oh, she was you. one of the most mainstream kind of like images right. of a transgender, you know, individual that was put into such a high like profile of like... And had setting. to kind of figure it out. Regardless of what she stood for and what she is because we, we do not accept her. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, but, but for someone... But I love you, Kim K. Ah, that part. <laughs> we love Kim. Um, no, but I'm speaking more so on the fact that like... Uh, someone that was, you know, put in a cubicle and, like, uh, had to later on in life discover and rediscover themselves. Mm-hmm. Where she did it at, what, like, 50s? I think to like a degree, but on that topic, I have a whole, that's a whole other episode, I would say. Right, I feel <laughs> you, I feel you. And yeah. would you say it's a situation where you don't even question it, you're just so accustomed, like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. These are the parameters, these are the boundaries. Mm-hmm. This is the paradigm. Anytime I can work P or any kind of alliteration into a conversation, uh, I've done it. But mm-hmm. just wondering. <laughs> no. Um, as far as like my identity like excursion, uh-huh. it's evolved so much. So I realized from a young age I loved makeup. I loved very feminine things. Those kind of things I shelved away for years because I was... It kind of was a culture that was built into me that, you know, these right. things were not accepted. This was not, you know... That's for girls. Yeah, you exactly. Be a girl, so, blah, blah, blah. So I think, um, actually, a conversation off um, the record that I was having with Bertie was kind of like, um, whether or not, like, rediscovering these parts of myself was a rediscovery, was it a new discovery, or was it an, an unraveling of, right. you know, That's an unraveling we of, about. like, things... Of like complex like, like basically you know, ideas doing everything that, that built was embedded into me. In me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of where I identify most with it. Is it's kind of like um, a culture and um, just these like structures that were built into me. You know, to try and I like un- identify myself or like things that I was told. Right. So it was kind of like so much 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, conformity that I had yes. built over the years. And so now rediscovering my identity and kind of coming to that truth as an adult. And now that I have the independence and the freedom to do so, it's kind of more like okay. an unraveling of all that that I built, you know, to block out these feelings that I had. Right. Yeah. And I think it's so fabulous that you're doing it at such a young age. I mean, you may think you know, 25. You know, I think that, and I wish that it was a lot younger. Of course. Of course. But Especially I know that I'm blessed and I'm lucky to you be nowadays figuring you it out see now. all these yeah. little kids and Because stuff. I have a lot of girlfriends in the community, and I see a lot of other people that are doing this at much older ages, or much right. in more complicated and more, like, confused states. Or, like, you know. Right. Especially yeah. if it's someone who has... this decided to marry and mm -hmm. has children and then they're deciding oh which i've seen a lot of and it, right. it's it's hard it's complicated i'm sure it's very complicated in you this know? culture and system. especially because then they're putting other people in the you know in the predicament in, in, in that exact same yeah. time, you know and it's almost not their fault it's kind of like to a degree like when you're told something so often and for so long and with such like harsh consequences right you know at the cost of Right. Then you start to, you know, totally well, neglect that part of yourself. And we, then it becomes are, your reality. We are social yeah. creatures. Exactly. And yes. I think that's like a, a huge fear is that we'll be ostracized, mm -hmm. we'll be judged, we'll be cast out. And as social creatures, and let me tell you, we that don't that want feeling, that to happen. That will stop any progressive, like, ideology that you have in place for or sure. anything you want for yourself. Because it's almost kind of like, if you're a family-oriented person or you're very, like, you're an individual that kind of, like, lives to... Please. To please. Yes. Then you put everything about yourself on hold to make sure that everyone else around you... Of course. ...is okay and, and is, at, when you're is a at child, comfort, is at ease. When and when you're, you're a strong enough person, I think most trans girls are, it's much well, easier for be. us to do, yeah. to do that. They have yeah. to be. Mm -hmm. You have to. Yeah. As a teacher, I know that children will do everything to please their teachers, their mm -hmm. parents, to be one with their peers. Yes. And it's very difficult yeah, that social, for them like, to break yeah. out and be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Now, some of them, they'll be a little bit different because they're the class brain or the athlete or the pretty girl. Exactly. So that's easy for them. But the ones that are a little bit more undercover, it really does take a lot of support Mm -hmm. And a lot of their own guts to come out and say, no, this is me. Yes. Right. This is who I am. Accept me and revere me for who I am. And when you're fighting a horde of individuals that for different reasons are on the same page regarding that one topic, it's so hard to fight that fight when you feel like you're all alone. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and that, yeah. that's, that's, and that's thing true for a lot like, of yeah. people. Exactly. Yeah. Like you have to... Um, a lot of people don't have the support team that many people do for for littler things. Yes. So exactly. when it's always something as progressive and as, um, mind you, when it's other topics or it's other aspects of your life, I think it's a lot easier. Right. However, when it has to do with your identity, which kind of like follows you through life, then it's right. very like it can be very destructive. It can be very like a very like almost life or death kind of like right. situation. It's a very trying process. It is, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's and it mm -hmm. goes to your resilience and yes. what are you willing to do to be 
the person you mm -hmm. are and to be accepted by and be everybody happy. else. That's a decision I had to make um, just a couple years ago. I decided whether or not, I realized I was very unhappy working very unhappy <coughs> jobs. I've gone through university, got my degree, did everything that I think that like was needed of me. That like, was socially, that I, I met kind of like every bracket of like success that like was laid out in front you of me. Did. Right. You went by the numbers. Yeah, exactly. And I was that person. Um, and I still didn't have the support. So I wasn't fulfilled, I guess. And uh, just like a very young, 23 years of age, was very, very unhappy and I didn't know why. And I, you know, that kind of trickled down into other aspects of my social life, like drinking, you know, like where I was spending my time, like the, you know, just like acting right. out and realizing like, why my behavior was so erratic. Why, and yeah, why, it why all sense. of a sudden you feel yeah. like a teenager again and you're exactly. like, fuck, like. Mm -hmm. right? And you're making the quick fixes mm -hmm. to make you happy. I mean, I completely understand that. Yeah. On the other side of being the divorcee. Yeah. Of, oh, well, let me just have some cocktails and everything's copacetic. Right. I'm happy. It'll yeah. just the pass me up for the, the moment. Because it's the same thing will, like, to a degree. Fade yeah. away. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not real life. And it's not. In the moment, it's almost like satisfactory. It kind of gets you through. Yes. But in the long then run, the alarm feelings, yeah, exactly. right. yeah. the alarm at 6 a.m. Yes. is like, girl, you're still here. You're this still is still here. your you're life. You're getting up. You're going to work. You're going to the Still laying place. next to this man. Yeah. Okay, that's where okay, we're at. Okay, no, actually, still not laying next to this man. <laughs> no, but in, in, in the situation. <laughs> no, yes. yes. But in the situation of, like, having your cocktails, like, just kind of letting everything dissipate, and then that harsh alarm at 6 a.m. is like, bitch, you're, there's a wake-up call. You're, you're still here. You're, you're still laying to... next to this man. This is still your life. You know, you're still there. Yeah. Right. And then once you aren't lying right next to that man, right. you're still you're still lying with yourself. And, right. And you have to be accountable to yourself, mm -hmm. to your children, to anyone who you have an affect on, which, right. as it turns out, are many. <laughs> right. I mean, the role model, I think we all aspire you know to be a role model. That almost trickles into like another topic that I don't know if we were going to get into, but... Um, well, we are now. Let it out. Well, yeah. Yes. That's actually what drove me. I didn't... Um, so I started doing makeup because um, I went to school for fine art. That's what my degree's in. That's kind of what so, I do. Actually, I was curious about that. It. Like, yes. what, what part of fine art? My emphasis was painting. Oh. Yes. So I've been What a, kind of painting? Uh, mostly watercolor and acrylic. Yes. Beautiful. But that's that's kind of what I've always done, what I've always known. For me, my getaway, my escape was like doodling, drawing. It was very feminine, like depictions, et cetera, et cetera. But, I would uh, love to see her. And realism was kind of my thing. Uh -huh. Kind of depicting what you could see in real life and then kind of altering it like yes. in more feminine mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that at the time, but that's kind of what I was doing. Uh -huh. um, and I realized I was doing that into college and stuff. And so that's where my emphasis was. Um, and those skills kind of, I didn't do much with my degree after, but that kind of trickled into like my hobby of like doing makeup. And so then I started doing makeup on myself as my own muse. I liked what I saw. Best. Yeah. I liked what I saw. I saw something in myself kind of like grow and spurt. And I saw an image of myself that I never thought I could see. Yeah. And so... Which it, would be like a more feminine... Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. And what I've always want wanted to see, yeah. that I love that you use yourself as your own muse, mm -hmm. because I think that's where it starts. Well, right. that was the most like rediscovering thing about it all, is that it did that for me. And so I started posting the social media, mm -hmm. my makeup, 
and kind of doing like the whole beauty influencer thing online and stuff. Well, wait. Not so much for like the fame. For at all. our listeners, yeah, go for it. Where can they find you? Because I'm on Instagram. Yeah. And drop it's, your Insta. It's at the Jesus Real T at T H E J E S U S R E A L. Yeah. Perfect. So now I post a lot more like Follow. lives. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I post a lot more like lifestyle pictures and more like of my life, my nightlife, um, myself now. Less makeup. I try to when I can, but I kind of try to share more of a broad spectrum of who I am and what I do. Right, and then so it's not also, just just the makeup. You know, you're also yeah. a trans advocate, right? You go. I to- am. Yeah. I have a lot of girlfriends here in Hollywood and in LA in general that are advocates as well, and we try to kind of give a more uplifting career-oriented image of trans women. Right. Because there's also a stigma of, like, the negative. Right. trans women, sex workers, like, strictly, like, just a negative connotation to trans women. Kind right. of a stereotypical thing. Like so I try to kind of... Exactly. Wait, all yes. this. Well, for... Actually, for myself and mm-hmm. the listeners, tell, tell us more about the stigma so that we can lay it out. It can be transparent so we can recognize it and yes. we can remedy it. No, yeah. So I think there's a major culture of like trans women being viewed as like sex objects or like novelty items. Yeah. Mm. Like we're some kind of shelf piece that like we're so we're so much of a freak show to so many right. people. Which brings me back to and the we... reason, yeah. And I mean, I can get into it for like on another day, but um, to make a short story, I mean, a long story very short. <laughs> sorry, a short story. It's the cocktail. Sorry. Flash. No, to make a long story very short, like so many women are like kind of like cornered into you know working as sex workers because they're unable to you know hold steady like jobs. Right. Because of the fact, because their identification, because of how they present, because of how they look to the outside world. Yeah. It's kind of hard to like hold normal jobs. Right. And to provide for themselves because of like the hate they receive. Right. I mean, even here in Los Angeles, you know, a very progressive city. Exactly. So I Which think, makes yeah. it so hard, mm-hmm. you know, another, obviously my latest obsession, finance and retirement. Mm-hmm. Which is years off, but still, like, how do you, in a gig environment, and especially with this very specific area that you're working in, how are you handling what's going to happen when you're 80 years old? You know what? It's a little different. So I don't, I actually can't tell you, like, what I have planned for the future. I'm kind of living in the moment and what I do now, and I'm lucky to have, like, work as a makeup artist. So luckily I've like built a platform for myself before identifying as trans as a makeup artist and as a beauty influencer and doing that kind of thing and doing my numbers on the streets and kind of like out here working as like a makeup artist and networking right. in Hollywood, LA and putting my name out there. So I've been blessed that I have like a skill set that's recognized and appreciated and sought after. And monetized. Exactly. That's the most important thing because... Right. Being able to make a living off of that is the most important thing. You know? So I'm just throwing that out there. Making a living and then set apart aside for savings and investing. Oh, yeah. And I will say that's a hard part because I think sometimes I like live to, you know, I live from here to here to here. And we all do. We all do. You know, it happens. But I'm lucky enough that I have a skill set, you know, that is appreciated, especially because of the culture that I work in, the like subset of like the glamorous like Hollywood LGBT like lifestyle. It's well it's location, location, location. Exactly it's location, yeah. You're here. It's, it's appreciated here and it's, it's like, appreciated yeah. and you will be able to enjoy a very long 
yeah. career here. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it'll have nothing that's something to do that's with never going to go out of style. Age. Yeah, no. <laughs> it'll you can just go on Max with, Factor with the like with the very like with the mentality that like what I'm doing is going to stay current and that I'm still going to be sought after because now this is also a very saturated like in like industry so yes. so many more people like me are coming up and so many people with my skill set are coming up and so it's becoming very saturated so what are you doing I will see Bertie studies like mm-hmm. he studies the YouTube videos he yes. studies everyone <laughs> up and coming well that's so, also how I learned so I, he's yeah. constantly <laughs> learning how to do wigs and do mm-hmm makeup and look at different colors and make everyone the most popping they can ever be. Yeah. What you are. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Starting with me. Thank you, Bertie. No, um, yeah. same here too. <laughs> so, so understanding that you're recognizing the market's saturated because now, now you're in business savvy. What mm-hmm. are you doing to make sure that you can set yourself apart? And staying current, staying current. I think I'm very up to date with all the trends, and because I work nightlife, and because I'm so active on the social and nightlife scene, right? That I know exactly what's trending. I know what's happening. I know what's fast. I know what's new. I know, and I have the skill set to like be able to like push that forward, right? And luckily enough, I still I like I've been far enough ahead that I've been able to like succeed so far. Your background also plays a huge role. Yes, it does. Yeah, you know, being um, going to school for fine art. Right, you're, you're I an think that's artist a first. Huge oh, let me tell you, it's helped so much in my. So I am a self-taught makeup artist. I've never gone to school for right. makeup artistry or anything like that. However, I have a massive background beyond college or before college. It was like scholarship programs in like the arts and the fine arts, like right. going to and I stuff, do wanna, you know. So I do, yeah, no, before it. I do know. I do want to say on the plus side for the shout mm-hmm. out for a college education. It does teach you, if anything, how how to get through yeah. the re- the red tape, how to learn, how to stand up, how to get in line, get your yeah. whatever, finish your classes, understand, listen to all these different perspectives. Is that's a huge accomplishment? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's for everyone, but no, I agree. Do, do how, it for me though. It made a major impact. Right. I think it taught me a lot. Of, well, even beyond the courses and the classes, I think it was like the social like lessons I learned. Like, okay. it, like it, it taught me a lot about independence, okay. especially because I was on my own, I was out of state, um, I was paying for most of it on my own, so that taught me a lot, uh, interacting with individuals in other parts of the country that knew nothing about me or my lifestyle or where it came from, so it was learning to kind of like socialize with people outside of my like comfort zone, and then beyond that, the class and the courses and everything taught me a lot about what has played a major role in my artistry now, so like all my courses on color theory and like business management and like I had a like a four-year kind of like education so it was a very you know a very universal like education that taught me it was a very like well very well-rounded do you think it's crazy (laughs) do you think it's crazy that I spent a lot of time with my fourth graders and so social the social science class Mm -hmm. is um all about California but I emphasize economic theory. Yes. Like how to work with money. Oh, and yes. I throw in the math. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm thinking it's, you're never too young to learn about never math, finance, how never. opportunity costs. No. Because let me tell you, as an adult, you start to realize these things, and it hits you like <sighs> a brick wall. So Finances true. are so important 
so important understanding how to manage finances and how to save and how to create a security blanket for yourself. Right. Yes. You know, because when you don't know these things, mind you, I had all the education I can on it and I still find myself struggling sometimes with, you know, my finances and managing that aspect of my life. And it's so important beyond any other skill set you can learn. I feel like that I think that's somewhere that uh, I will say that a four year university also can give you those kind of like, you know, insights, depending on where you're going or what you're, you know, what you're studying, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that like the well rounded, like four year, you know, you know, that situation can definitely give you that as well. I also feel like, um, especially here in LA, you get drawn into a certain kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That you find yourself trying to like, sure. you know, keep up. yeah, keep oh, yeah. up, like uphold, mm-hmm. like you want to be. I think I chose the most expensive one to <laughs> dive into. Right, right, right. <laughs> Where appearances are everything. Right, know? appearances. You gotta have the, <coughs> the best lashes. Your makeup must always be on point. The outfits, everything. Especially. Makeup is always yeah. super expensive. <laughs> I feel the same way about you know, um, me doing hair. Your hair must always be laid. Mm-hmm. It must always be like as current as can be. Mm-hmm. The wigs must be because who has the time to do all this stuff to their natural hair? So well, I will. I will say, Brittany, something I truly appreciate about you and Ale is we have what is it? Saint Vincent de Paul down the street. Uh huh. You can go to a thrift shop and pick out the most bomb. You know what? Outfit. <laughs> I am not and a good. I am not very good at like. We just had this conversation. We did. Yeah. And, Bernie, no, and, and I'm I saying, am not I good at not. shopping in a sale rock. I shopped in the sale rock for the first time with Bernie. Well, I'm not good at shopping. At all. Period. Yeah. I I send every. I will buy good pieces and send them to the dry cleaners. She got me the for most. For ten years. Yeah, she got me yes. the most beautiful dress. And, oh. and got herself about four outfits for about twelve dollars, and I was $12. like, "Oh my god!" So, so this yeah. this is like, oh my gosh! So oh my maybe perfect. the best little yeah. tidbit of yes. this podcast is go to the thrift shop, go to the thrift, go, go. to the sales section, go to the sale go rack, to make sure that yeah. do that. Going through it, I thought I needed to shop at the most current racks available. No, and even and then, I learned. I'm like, like oh my god, no, that's not I true. Pulled, I pulled <laughs> so many boutique pieces. From the sale rack I at Forever Twenty One, you need to see like oh my God, pulled out dollars. so many, and even for for Jay, I was like, "Girl, this would look so good on you." Mind you, she's so not used to shopping in the sale section. She's like, "Oh no, no absolutely <laughs> not, no." no. I went and pulled everything off of the current like this is new arrivals rack. Yeah. An and after a hundred and fifty dollars later, she's like. Yeah, like mm, I so hated you, everything I got. You only spent. She pulled it for you me. You only spent twenty. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, no. Oh no. Mm-hmm. So and we, for all you Angelinos that are listening, and we know because we have like at least one hundred fifty followers. Yes. From LA, we love you. Oh yeah! Shout out. By, by the way, Honolulu, <laughs> you just checked in. We love you too. We love you guys. <laughs> we love you too. But we can go. Burbank, Magnolia Avenue, they have all the studios are handing over their goods. You can walk in and you can wear something from a, a very cute little, pretty little liars. Okay, that's a couple of years back. But whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your, your favorite little Netflix, <laughs> the outfits are there. Just make sure your size, you know, teeny. <laughs> <laughs> but you can still have 
amazing outfits and wigs and jewelry oh, yes. right off the set. Mm-hmm. For a fraction of what you think you're walking into, and let me tell you, humdrum mm-hmm. Macy's. Right, and I stopped okay, buying, I and I stopped buying expensive jewelry a while ago too, because mm-hmm. I learned to. I'm very good at losing everything I own. So I'm like designer bags. No. Oh, right. I was just about to offer you oh, no, all yes. of my amazing. Mm-hmm. Costume jewelry from my grandmother. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh my god. No, Kitty has just, quite the just, collection. You just said that you're going to lose it, so no, mm-hmm. you're out. Uh, <laughs> so, you guys. Okay, maybe. No, probably. So, we're, we're already 36 minutes in. It's been oh. a great conversation. Yes. Oh, I've been having fun. No, it's <laughs> no, but do you see how it just goes? Like, you just flow and you're I love like, it. This damn. is like, this is awesome. So. If you guys want to. If you have questions for us, comments, if you want to stalk us or be a guest star, you need to write to us at Katie and Birdie at the 412 at gmail.com. Yes, I am finally going to spell it out for you. Uh, One more time. Here we go. Here we go. K-A-T-I-E-A-N-D-B-E-R-T-I-E-A-T-T-H-E. F O U R T W E L V E at Gmail. And that's how we know Katie needs another cocktail because for her to be able to spell that, honey. Okay, that is so much shade. We've not oh. done we've not done our work here. Right. So let me tell you, episode fifteen, which will be like F two for season two. We're getting back to the roommate coral. Ah! Yeah. We're letting surprise, out. Surprise. We're, we're letting our hair down and dirty laundry is aired out. And I won't be here for that one. Oh. <laughs> oh you may have to mediate. <laughs> I might have to. No, you might have to. Um, so, you guys. <laughs> you guys. We love you. We love you guys Welcome so much. Back. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, this has been another episode of Katie and Birdie at the 412 with special guest Jesse, makeup yeah. artist of the stars. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yes. Of course. It's I, been a pleasure. I'm oh. thinking that we will have to have Jesse back. Of course. Mm-hmm. I feel like this conversation is nowhere near done. No. And there are so many more things we need to talk about. <laughs> right. But we can only fit so much into one episode. So, if you guys would love to hear more, stay tuned. Love you guys oh so much. Thank you for supporting us. We love you. We support you as well. And we are signing off. Bye. Bye. Stay inspired.